Hey guys, it's Jason Webb. This is the show that highlights local business leaders and the movers and shakers of Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota Made. All right, guys, I'm sitting here with Heather Grazzini Sims with Carciofini, right? Yes. All right, all right. and we're in uh, Burnsville, Minnesota, mm -hmm. right? All right, Heather, um, let's see, you just showed us around the facility a little bit. You know, one thing I guess that pops out initially is I've driven over them probably a thousand times. Uh, the, when you're in a parking ramp, the two pieces of concrete come together and there's a lot of times there's a joint there, an expansion joint. And that's where you guys come into play. We right? do, yes. Yeah. Um, amongst many other things, uh, yeah. we do install uh, mechanical expansion joints. So um, they're, the purpose of them is to be used in areas where um, a typical caulking joint would not perform well right. because of major expansion and contraction. So, so there's hundreds of different styles of expansion joints, but in parking ramps, you'll see um, a rubber expansion joint often set in epoxy, and they can be made in sizes of one inch to 12 to 14 inches. Um, some of, uh, in regions of the country where you get a lot of seismic movement, you might see them in, uh, you know, 24 inches wide. Did you just say seismic movement? Yeah, so like- Is that like earthquake? Earthquakes, okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> thankfully we don't have to deal with it. We just have some freezing thaw in Minnesota. Yeah, doesn't, uh, I heard Illinois has earthquakes sometimes, don't they? Is there any place in the Midwest that does have, what do you call it, seismic, seismic? movement? Um, that you know of? Not that I know oh, of. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, a, I'm an insurance guy, and I thought I <laughs> read that or somebody told me that at one time, that Illinois had some type of, oh, what, fault lines. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think there's fault lines in Illinois. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Don't listen to me. Right? <laughs> I'm not a geologist. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. Um, all right, well, we'll get more into what you guys do on the day-to-day -day at Carciofini. Uh, love the name. I might screw it up once or twice and excuse me, but uh, That's I, right. I like the name. Uh, so, Heather, let's talk about the history of the company a little bit. I think you said your dad started it, or? Um, yeah, so uh, my dad, Frank Rizzini, purchased the company in uh, 2002 from the founder, Ron Carcifini, okay. who founded it in 1975. Okay. Um, uh, my dad has uh, always, been, uh, since the mid 70s, has been working for you know com another commercial specialty contractor, a family business, and decided to pursue other opportunities, yeah. and and had a relationship with Ron Carcifini. So that was how his um, acquiring this business came about. Okay. Um, I started working for the company in two thousand four, um, uh, just part time administrative assistant, and um, and held many roles over the years, and and you know almost seventeen years later now. Um, Time flies. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. So, and I've been an, I've been an owner here for about eight years. Wow! Well, congratulations on that. Um, you said you started working on the administrative side when you started I back did. in two thousand four. Yes. So at the time, um, you know, my um, my original career was in culinary arts. Uh, oh. You know, after high school, I moved to New York and went to the Culinary Institute of America, wow. uh, Hudson Valley region of New York, and. Went to school there, uh, received a degree in um, uh, food and beverage, and or excuse me, um, food science. Food I think science. it I think it was, but uh, 
and um, stayed for another year, did a, a one-year fellowship in, in one of the kitchen classrooms. From there, I moved to uh, the Southeast United States and worked for, um, at the time, some of the top chefs in the United States. Wow, so another cool. great experience and, you know, I, I love, um, we talked a little bit before, I love meeting new people, I love learning about them, even if it relates nothing to me. Right. <laughs> but, um, so when I moved back to Minnesota, I um, worked for um, uh, Vincent's Restaurant in Minneapolis, um, uh, which closed in, I think, 2016, 2016 or 17, but, um, and... Uh, you were a chef there? Uh, I was a, a line cook. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I also, um, Vincent, I assisted Vincent with his off-site catering, okay. and um, the catering he did off-site was, you know, for some of the very formal events, some of the most influential and wealthy people in Minnesota, and again, um, it, generally those people were very um, willing to talk with the kitchen staff and whatnot, sure. and, um, you know, serving meals off of, um, of China, of past kings and queens of, you know, France and England. I mean, yeah. just um, wow. things I never would have thought I'd experience in my life. <laughs> sure. And, and um, uh, but, but so then um, at the, the same time, then I was working part-time for Carsefini Company during the day. Okay. Obviously a lot of these were nights and weekends, but, sure. you know, and then I kind of saw the catering as an opportunity to work for myself mm -hmm. and, um, um, working with those same clients, but also offering them a less formal um, um, experience. A, yeah, less formal experience that they were sometimes looking for. That um, that not to say Vincent didn't want to do, but right. Yeah, Vincent sounds a little too fancy for my. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. <laughs> so I'm more like uh, let's stop at the the taco stand yeah. or let's get dirty eating barbecue. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, you know, so it was, it was, um, I like to, um, the chance to you know, make my own schedule and, but also make some extra money and, yeah. um, you know, like I said, work for myself. Yeah. Still do any catering? I don't. No? Oh. I don't cook. You oh, yeah. Out? Yeah. Uh, no, I do a lot of, I mean, I do a lot of cooking at home for friends and family. Okay. Oh, yes. yeah, that's nice. But. So, besides cooking. It sounds uh, like you also enjoy running. Yes, right? yes. So, but yeah, I, uh, I picked up running um, uh, about uh, 10, 11 years ago now. Oh, this isn't something like back in high school no. you were on the cross country team, right? No, I was no. a horseback rider. Oh, yeah. So, like barrel racer, horseback uh, rider? Yeah, three day eventing. Three day eventing? Yes. So, is that, uh, what is that the jumping? Yes, the, that's oh. jumping and dressage. Wow. And, yes. So, um, but Going I went from horses to running. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but uh, so the running, yes. So yep. that again, um, I picked it up. Um, you know, in my late twenties, and ran my first marathon, Twin Cities Marathon, of course, and yeah. was hooked. And yeah. um, decided about a week later, when the pain went away, that I was going to make a goal of. All 50 states before I was 50. So, wow. so I'm um, 11 years in, and I have 27 uh, states done. States done, and I have uh, nine years left. So, okay. so I I hope to. I'm so pretty what, confident in my goal. Yeah. All <laughs> so, right. So what is that going to be like? Two or three a year? Then? Yeah, about. 
This, this year will be three. You know, there was no, I didn't do any marathons in 2020. Okay. Um, they were... Um, because of COVID? Because of COVID. What they, were they doing like virtual right. stuff? Which doesn't, in my like, mind, what? doesn't count. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, take a selfie while you're running or something, yeah. right? Silly. So, but um, yeah, they, uh, if you did not get a marathon in in about January and February, the rest all got, all got shut down. Okay. So, but yeah, so I've done two already this year. 2021 and have another plan for the fall. So, oh, this uh, fall. yes. Where's that one going to be? Burlington, Vermont. Nice. You've ever been there? I haven't. No, me neither. Yeah. Huh. So, but yeah, so it gives me an opportunity to see a lot of states I've never been to, some I have been to, and you know, some some races we spend, my husband and I'll spend 24 hours in town, and sometimes we spend three, four days. See out there running with you? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Runs a shorter, finds a shorter distance race, but okay. he's always there. So, yeah, that's nice. but, uh, but yeah, so, and then, um, I did actually go back to school. I went back to college. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, right. I'll, I'll transition back to work, yeah, yeah. but, um, I, uh, um, I transitioned to working full time at Carsefini and but I, I think I mentioned still doing the catering on this, on the side, Yeah. but, um, I did, uh, enroll at, uh, St. Mary's university. Okay. And um, pursuing a business and entrepreneurship degree, oh, nice. so with their evening classes. So, okay. uh, you know, and it gave me a really, um, I really liked working and going to school, even though it's a lot of it's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. But I could really, um, I could use the things I was learning at school, and relate it to my day to day job. Yeah, real time. Exactly. Yeah. And it was um, as a student, I was an, I was an okay student. Uh, in me too. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, but having, you know, I needed that. Um, let's see, being able to relate every day. Yeah. Um, was made it easier for me okay. to learn. Yeah, it's not just a book and a theory. It's like real life for you. Right. Yeah, you you learn something on Monday and you can maybe apply it on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's all done. That, that's all that, the... that, that, that degree's all done? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, okay, so what did what was it like starting? I think you said started here back in 2004 in the administrative part. Mm -hmm. And now, let's see. Your business card has the word vice president on it. Yes. So you must have been doing something, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what were the steps like getting to this point? Uh, you know, I started doing a little bit more sales and you know, working with the field staff um, and helping our superintendent. And then, um, then it, um, you know, as we, um, as the business grew, mm -hmm. obviously then it, there be, became more opportunities for, um, um, uh, doing different things. Yeah, do, doing different things, um, you know, assisting at the time our controller did a lot of the HR work. Okay. Um, and at, again, as our company grew, um, that person, you know, got busier and busier doing billings and yeah. job costing and whatnot. So no time for HR. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just kind of you know share more sharing of duties yeah. over time. Um, we've always had a mid-sized office staff, so everybody wears a lot of hats. But mm. but you know now that's uh, changed into full-time HR. You know, contract reviewing. Um, um, you know, we have we have 50 crew members in the field. Wow. And we will do six to seven hundred jobs in a year. Wow. So the the job costing end of it and applying um, 
what's written on their time card to the correct job mm. can be quite cumbersome. Yeah. Um, especially there's some projects where we could be working for five different contractors on the job. So the general contractor, the concrete, the um, So you're glass. on one job working mm -hmm. with five different contractors, others, yeah. su other subs on the job. Correct. So it, it yeah. uh, um, so that, so that's a important part of my job is, is yeah. getting that costing correct. But okay. So, and, that makes um, sense. and you know, some of the, and obviously the, the, um, industry marketing, and that business development side within our industry, um, you know, making sure that we stay in front of our salespeople, stay in front of clients, and our company name stays in front of clients, and and just the construction industry itself. Yeah. And um, we aren't. We're certainly not the biggest company, in uh, um, as a subcontractor, but sure. we uh, we try to make sure we stay in front of everybody. Yeah. Well, I, I mean. 50, 50 people in the field, I mean, that's decent size, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about what it is that you guys do exactly. I mentioned the parking ramps, mm -hmm. the expansion joints, and that type of thing, but uh, if you're on a job site working with up to five different subcontractors, what are some of these other things that you guys might be doing on these job sites? Sure, so, um, um, so the, the items that our, our company performs is you know, installation of uh, caulking and sealants, um, expansion joint systems, vehicular traffic coatings, and uh, fire stopping. And then we also do, uh, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, we do restoration of all of those items as they as they need to be replaced. Deteriorated. Deteriorated, yeah, but specifically the, the things on the exterior of the building. But, um, so, you know, with, with specialty sealants, I mean, you have silicones, you have urethanes, um, there's security sealants, and you know, the makeup of each one of these caulking materials is specific for um, you know, the substrate that you're putting it on. Um, if it's a 10-story glass curtain wall, the, you know, the silicone sealant that you're installing has to you know, be part of that entire system. Um, the, yeah, let me, let, me, yeah. let me talk a little bit about it. So you're using a lot of big words, Heather. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so for people like myself, mm -hmm. you're talking about these, I think you said glass curtains. Curtain yeah. wall. Curtain wall, okay. The way I, I would, I picture that is you go into a high rise of some sort um, and you look at a wall and it's floor to ceiling glass, right? Mm. Uh, and there's special sealants that have to go around that big piece of glass to make sure not only that it's secure and no, it's not drafty, but it also contributes to the integrity of the wall, the strength of the wall. And uh, I mean, I was amazed about how many different types, can I say caulking or is that insulting? No. That's right? Yeah. Okay. Different types of caulking that you have to use in different situations. I didn't know caulking can help keep prisons safe, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought, right? Yeah. So, okay. Maybe more the guards, but yeah, the prisoners. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, imagine the prisoner is in a cell and there's caulking around some window or door frame or something and you want to prevent that prisoner from being able to pick away at that caulking to hide 
drug paraphernalia or weapons or a shank or something, mm -hmm. right? So you need special cocking yeah. to prevent that from happening. In comes Heather. <laughs> I got this covered, right? Yeah. And uh, this cocking that go on in this prison is going to be extra hard to prevent that prisoner from picking away at. Yep. Who would have thought? Did you did you come up with this? No, no. <laughs> really smart chemical engineers did uh, <laughs> at the manufacturers. All right. Well, that's that's. But, that's awesome. And you know, sometimes um, little kids can be a problem too on the playground. <laughs> sure. Um, if the playground at their school um, butts up to the side of the building. Yeah. Yeah. I had I met with the facility manager, and he said, I don't know, right here, um, <laughs> like all along here at like four feet yeah. there's holes <laughs> and i look around at the kids playing outside and i go well it's the kids yeah. and i never thought of that yeah. um the other one um like turkeys they'll pack Heck. yeah that's that's at about like two feet <laughs> they're trying to hide the shank <laughs> yes right so but anyway. uh, yeah all right so special cocking um in parking ramps the expansion joints. Yep. Give me another one. Uh, let's see, fire stopping. Fire stopping. That is uh, um, obviously a life safety issue. Yeah. But we are a UL certified fire stop contractor. Okay. And we are held at a much higher level for our you know installation procedures. Um, uh, a lot of the projects we work on are inspected by a third party administrator, uh, you know, a testing agency. Yeah. Um, so third, regarding, third party testing agency, yeah. not a third party administrator. <laughs> so, That's insurance stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, and uh, you know, in, in the the fire stopping is is part of an entire system that mm. you know that makes a a safety building rating. Building safe. Yeah. yeah. And there's codes that have to be met with that type of thing. Correct. So, like in this room, I um, we got a sheetrock wall goes up to the ceiling, fire starts in here. We want to do what we can to prevent that fire from spreading to the next room. Mm -hmm. And you guys can help out with that by, what did you, did you call it like fire stop or something at the top joint yes. to where the wall meets the roof or the, is that right? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, to make it simple, yeah. yeah. So um, especially because there's another tenant on the yeah. other side of this wall. So where the this probably concrete wall behind here meets the roof, uh, that would have a, um, a a number of different products put together to build a system. Yeah. And then, you know, if a fire would run up this wall um, because of airflow and yeah. um, it, it's less likely to uh, get into the next space within two to three hours and obviously giving other people time to Chance get out to of it and sure. the fire department to get there and put out the fire. Now, most of your work is done in the commercial side. Correct. Most, yeah. However, you applied it to your own personal residence, mm -hmm. didn't you? Yes. Can you tell? Yes. So, uh, if you want to inspect, or if you want to impress the city inspector, put fire stopping in your garage, and along with a stencil with the the, the time rating, and yeah. and they'll be. They usually Fairly impressed. Yeah, they usually yeah. check it off or, or walk scary. away. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. All right. Um, I think you rattled off like five different things. Did you want to talk about another thing um, that you guys do? Uh, the vehicular traffic coatings. Also, vehicular traffic coatings. Yeah. 
So, so vehicle, traffic, coding on the road? Uh, again, usually parking ramps. Parking ramps, okay. Yeah, uh, and they're a waterproof coating. So we also put them in mechanical rooms. So this is a polyurethane coating. And it's it, usually applied to concrete then? Yes, yeah, yeah. but um, above grade, so okay. not directly on dirt. Okay. Or, you know, excuse me, not. At grade, it has to be elevated. Correct, yeah, yeah elevated. Right. Um, and they're a multi-coat system. And I'll, you know, I'll talk specifically about a parking ramp. Um, when you get a lot of turning traffic, always in the same spot, yeah. um, it can start to wear down the, the concrete. The concrete. And so you'll have um, the coating there to help protect the concrete. Okay. Um, you know, it can protect in our, in our climate from salt um, penetrating the concrete, which breaks it down. Um, there's usually some sort of uh, um, aggregate mixed into the top coat, so it's slip resistant for, you know, whether it's raining or snow. Okay. And uh, so it's a, it's a it's a safety feature, but also um, helps the longevity of the concrete. So every time I'm in a, I'm in a parking ramp, from this day forward, <laughs> I'm gonna look at those expansion joints. Yeah. And when I'm exiting the parking ramp and I'm going down that damn corkscrew thing, yes. right? Uh, I'm gonna be thinking about you. All right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else that uh, you guys kind of focus on that's like a bread and butter thing that you want to mention? Um, um, we cover it all. Yeah, I think, you know, you know generally it. speaking, yeah, we, you know, we don't have a specific, um, you know, maybe like, like some general contractors have a specific type of, you know, they're known for multifamily or they're known for medical work where, you know, Carsefini, we, um, uh, we do a lot of medical, we do multifamily housing, we do... K-12 schools, we do higher education, um, uh, you know, manufacturing facilities. Um, not so much, uh, um, we don't get into like the highway heavy bridges or anything like that for the caulking or expansion joints they need. That's a, a different um, kind of section, but, but we are a union contractor, so you'll see us on, um, and because of our reputation um, for, for quality and Quality, quality installation, quality management. You, you will see us on some of the biggest projects around town. Yeah. Um, you know, Target Field, U.S. Bank Stadium, you know, Allianz Field. Um, th those high-profile projects that nice. they get a lot of notice. Yeah. Um, but. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, and is it usually the general contractor that brings you on, or is it a sub on site uh, that brings you on? Yeah. Often it starts with the uh, general contractor. Okay. And then. From there, it trickles down to other subcontractors. Sure. Um, uh, there's a large hospital up in Duluth that's being built right now, and, and within the general contract, it noted uh, where, caulk, where caulking was installed in all of the other scopes of work, yeah. and who had the contract. So, um, as a you know sales marketing tool, I called all those contractors and said, "Hey, we're on site. Yeah. If um, if you'd Maybe like, you need some work done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, it could be two years from now before we get to that, but they all appreciate the phone call and they're all companies that we've subcontracted with before. Sure. And I know you do a little bit of uh, residential, maybe on the high end, but uh, so you typically, as a client, the people you call on are those subs that you found on that list, right? That might mm -hmm. need some caulking work done, but also the bigger general contractors working on these typical hospitals or Mm -hmm. larger project all throughout the Midwest and you're also willing to travel 
around the United States. Mm -hmm. And while you're traveling, I think you should run a marathon. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did I get all that right? Right. All right. Like a couple, like bill it to the bill it to the project, yeah. billable hours to the project. Yeah. Yeah. Gatorade, the whole works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, most of our work is around the Midwest, uh, North Dakota, um, South Dakota, a little bit in Iowa, Western Wisconsin, and uh, but generally those um, um, all of most of those projects outside of the state of Minnesota are from contractors within the Twin Cities. Mm, okay. And, uh, and same thing, we'll, we'll travel well beyond the Midwest for some of our best customers. Gotcha. Um, what's it like working with Dad? <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, he officially, um, you know, we, well, we threw him a retirement party in late 2019. Like so, it or not, yeah. here's your party. Yeah. Out yeah. of here. So we, we pulled <laughs> off a pretty good surprise, so it was fun. Um, but, um, you know, um, it's, uh, uh, he's a, a very direct person. Um, Blunt. He, yep, he's well respected. Yes. But, um, Straight shooter. Yeah, but yeah. you know what he expects from you. And, um, but at the same time, you, um, um, you, you know. So do you have to change the locks on the front door, or is he, no. st is he staying out of here? Yeah, no, yeah. He, yeah he, I mean, he, he still stops in, he still has an office, yeah. Oh, he does, and, okay. But he, you know, he's a great mentor, and he's been a great mentor to many people over the years. Yes. And, um, uh, you know, we, um, him and I are a lot alike, and which means you could butt heads. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I respect his knowledge and experience, mm -hmm. and have learned when to just keep my mouth shut. So. <laughs> All right. So, but, um, um, but yeah, he, um, he still has a, uh, a small percentage of ownership, maybe okay. so we don't change the locks. <laughs> okay. And, but, um, he, um, and so we don't shut off his email. All right. So he retired when? Late 2019. Okay. So now what? what's the future? Well, the future, uh, so there's, there's three majority owners mm -hmm. and, uh, myself, uh, one of, one of, I have two older brothers, um, so one of my brothers is, this is our a family affair. Yeah, general superintendent, and then we have one non-family member who's the president of the company, okay. and he's been here for 16 years. Um, he started as um, just a year out of college as a project manager, and um, um, you know we all took a, a liking to him, and you know his um, just his his knowledge he brought, even with with very little experience, and and the way he looks at things. Um, and obviously the way he runs operations. Sure. So yeah. it, it's a really great fit. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's say I'm a general contractor building a parking ramp or I'm a subcontractor needing some caulking done. Uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, yo, email, my, yo, my email, um, phone call. You know, um, anybody that anybody here can help you. Okay. Um, and what's the website address? Yeah. www.carsiofini.com. And that's spelled C-A-R-C-I-O-F-I-N-I. <laughs> yes. Great. Dot com. And I like to say uh, it's. Um, uh, do you want her? No. That's uh, good. Uh, the. Because my email is really long, heather.gruzzini at carsofini.com, yes. uh, I like to say if, you're, if you'd like to inquire about a project, uh, send a message to estimating at carsofini.com. Okay. And um, 
someone yeah. will someone will help you or you know the old oh. telephone yeah nine five yeah nine five two two five two zero three zero three great heather it's been an honor i appreciate your time yeah and uh i wish the best for you good luck on those marathons yeah thank you yeah thank you <laughs>